number five. Does that make us at the halfway point? Or close no? to it, yeah. We're, we're, we're close. I'm not going to count it as that yet because the Lands only played two games. Mm -hmm. But regardless, we are technically in week five. I am Zach Dean. This is Chris Boyle. High school football uh, really in full swing now with district play well underway. Uh, we had a heck of a week last week. I don't think it disappointed. Creek uh, had a huge lead evaporate in the waning two quarters. Deland dominated the first half against Seminole. They lost, so it was a bit of a separation Friday, as we thought it was. Right, and it all happened in that one district, uh, 2-8-A, yeah. and obviously a big step forward for both uh, Seminole and for Flagler Palm Coast and University as well. Can't be forgetting about the, the Titans, who are on a bye this they week. They will let us know if we forget about Right, that. they they moved to 3-0. They beat Ocala Westport on the road to get off on the right start. Uh, they'll be home in two weeks, but... Yeah, Flagler and, and Deland, I'm sorry, excuse me, Seminole both get off to a, a good start in that district. And now it's a, a catch-up game for both Deland and Spruce Creek, who are actually playing next week as well. Speaking of Flagler and uh, Flagler and Deland, I mean, really all those teams are back in the forefront again this week. Flagler is back at home. They get Fletcher, which is a tough test up from up in Jacksonville. Um, Spruce Creek heads to New Smyrna. Seminole is back in the area for the second straight week against yeah. Mainland. We'll start with that when Mainland obviously cruised to an opening district win last week. This is not a district game, but for playoff points and whatnot, this is a big one for both teams. I saw Seminole last week. They looked very impressive in the second half against a, a really injury-prone DeLand team. Mm -hmm. And then Mainland, obviously, I'm not sure we've seen what we know. You know, They haven't really played anybody since DeLand. Right. Well, they, they beat Pine Ridge 57-10. Yeah. to um, Their offense got into gear. I mean, you expect that uh, against against Pine Ridge, a team they traditionally... Bit of a slow start against Pine Ridge. Right. It's a team they traditionally handled pretty easily, though. Um, Teron Keith had six touchdown passes in the game. TJ Lockley had four touchdowns. Uh, a big game for both those guys. Lockley's speed is really enticing, and, and you've yeah. seen it kind of come to the forefront in the, in the games um, that he's played for mainly. They really like him at that wide receiver spot. The defense, uh, the standout performer on defense was probably Lamondre Joe, who had a sack and an interception in the game for for the Bucks. Uh, you you met you touched on Seminole. This is a team that you know the AP poll comes out. They we're filming this on Tuesday. The AP poll comes out in just a handful of hours. It's likely they're going to be in the top three. Yeah. Um, they're that good and at the top classification in 8A. A really well balanced team. You know, for the fans who maybe haven't seen Timmy McLean, uh, the quarterback at, at Seminole, give us a little bit of your thoughts on him, a lefty and a, a, a really good player as a three-year starter. Make, he, he can make all the throws. I mean, he made a throw in the second half last week when they really got rolling where he was on one side of the hash and threw it across the field. I mean, a, a quick out pass across the field. It was almost a 50-yard pass and hit the receiver right in the stride. He was the difference last week. Quarterback play was the difference last week. And DeLand obviously was hurt. They were banged out. Avante Williams didn't play, and they played well. And the defense for DeLand was really good. I just think Seminole had too many athletes and was asking too much for, for a DeLand team not at full strength to win. But Tim McLean is their best player. They have some running backs who are fast and shifty. Um, so Mainland's going to have their work cut out for him. Great um, quarterback match because I mentioned yep. Keith, how well he played. Yep. Um, he's the second leading passer in, in the county right now behind Andrew Aceable at, at uh, Father Lopez. So this should be a really enticing matchup uh, and a really fast-paced, uh, high, potentially a high-scoring game too. Yeah, you're going to have to make sure if you're Seminole or land defense, you have to tackle because, I mean, Timmy McLean wiggles in and out of tackles. I mean, he kept plays a lot. Third down and fourth downs last week for Seminole where their bread and butter is where he made his play. So Mainland's going to have to be really careful on those downs to keep him within uh, their sights. That's the first big game of the week. Uh, heading down south to New Smyrna Beach. New Smyrna, they – 
coming back from a road trip to Alabama where they got the, a, a big win. They've now put together two in a row. They host Spruce Creek uh, just to punch in the gut for Spruce Creek last right. week. Had that game on lock. They were dominating. They were about to go up by two scores at the half. Then the wheels came off, and they did not go back on. Yeah, they, you know, Andy Price is the first one to admit they just did not recover from a few of the turnovers. They fumbled at the one-yard line right before halftime. Oh. They, it would have given them a two-touchdown lead. They threw a costly interception in the third quarter that led to the go-ahead score. They had two snaps go over Nick Cristiano's head that caused directly to touchdowns, both picked up by Tariq Lumpkins inside the 10-yard line, ran it right in. Just so many missed opportunities. Early came back to bite them. The turnovers were, were the big story. New Smyrna Beach has been a nice little turnaround. They've gone out west on two separate occasions. One's out yeah. to Tampa. They beat Tampa Bay Christian. They went and beat Gulf Shores, Alabama last week. Really tough test for them. They they struggled majorly against Marvin Scott last year. They gave up 212 yards and four touchdowns to the yeah. running back who's committed to Nebraska. They are going to have to find a way to bottle them up and force Spruce Creek to to throw, to, to be a bit more varied. We didn't see them really all but once throw the ball with, with any sort of success against Flagler Palm Coast. They did have a really nice touchdown connection from Cristiano to Kevin Minkler. Yep. But Who got we touched find, on in this program right. last week. We, they have to find a way to bottle up Marvin and get them into third and long and, and make them into more predictable situations. Otherwise, it's going to be a long night again for the Barracudas. No, New Smyrna Beach, should, I don't, don't even want to know what their expense report's going to look like from all the mileage they've racked up between going from here to Tampa and here to Gulf Shores, Alabama. They, uh, nice booster club there in New Smyrna. I'll a, lot say that. Of, a lot of happy meals on the way back and forth. McDonald's has been a popular place on uh, I-10 and I-75. Uh, I'll be at that game, I think. We haven't given out assignments right. yet, but it seems like somewhere I'd be. Uh, <laughs> Flagler and Fletcher. I've been, I'm not going to Flagler. It's too far and New Smyrna's closer. And it's two area teams. I, I digress. Flagler and Fletcher. Flagler coming off a huge win. I think uh, one of their first it wins of the year. Can they carry that momentum against a good Fletcher team? Yeah, Fletcher's lost two important games. They lost to Sandalwood, and they also lost to Fleming Island. Um, so they're a little bit behind the eight ball right now. They're going to have to play catch up. They can't really afford many more losses. So they're going to come in very desperate in this game. For Flagler, the, the, the unknown is whether Donovan Montoya is going to be ready to yeah. play. He left with an injury in that game before Seemed ominous time. afterwards, the quotes from Travis. Yeah, uh, it's hard to tell what exactly happened. It did come on a, uh, on a collision. Um, I believe that there was a penalty that was thrown uh, on that play. So whether he's available or not is going to be important. Preston Roberts has certainly looked capable and, and sure. certainly looked like he can lead an offense. Roland was very um, complimentary of him and giving them a spark when they needed it in the second half of that game. Uh, the running back situation looks to be pretty set in stone. They, they went with Ty Jenkins' speed early. They went with Mark Genus's power yep. and durability late. Uh, that may be the recipe for success the rest of the way. They would love to get ahead of teams and then kind of pound away with Genus, who's such a tough tackle at about 210 pounds, uh, and would kind of wear you down like that. For Flagler, a really good opportunity to get to 4-0. And they are now the number one team in the the area for the Fab Five this week, which you know was going to ruffle some feathers considering that Deland beat them last year. But you know they've they've gotten off to a good start, and that creek that creek win is a nice little feather in the cap for them. You mentioned the Fab Five. Atlantic moved up a spot in the Fab Five. <clears throat> I don't agree with that. But hey, nothing against Atlantic. I just don't think the Spruce Creek loss is enough to put them down. Anyway. They will get Matanzas this week. No reason to think they shouldn't keep rolling. Yeah, I mean, Matanzas is going to feel confident coming into this game, too. They came back from 17 down to, to beat Millburg yeah. 35-30. to 30. Really saw some, some 
sparks of life, some flashes from, from Matanzas, and Noah Cundiff is a really dangerous player. He had three touchdowns in that game. So he'll be certainly the, the player that um, Atlantic is going to keep an eye on, as well as Tristan Williams, who's gone off over 100 um, in two games, I think, this year on the ground. So there's there's more than meets the eye, I think, with Matanzas. Um, Seem to be getting better. Yeah, and Atlantic, you know, they, they wasted some opportunities last week. I actually thought they could have really pulled away from Melbourne Central Catholic earlier in that game. They have four drives inside the 20 that produced no points. They ended up, you know, eking it out 25-19. to 19. The defense uh, twice last week produced a handful of takeaways. Jay Brockington had three interceptions last week. Uh, Atlantic, I think, is favored in this game, but it's going to be tough. It's a different type of, of offense when you go up against an option. Yeah. It's nothing that they've seen yet this year, so it'll it'll certainly be worth monitoring if they if they get too over aggressive. But if they if they stick to their gaps, if they stay you know, disciplined. I think Atlantic that has the man to man talent to beat Matanzas. It's like in the ACC, no one liked to go up against Georgia Tech. True. They dreaded that game because the triple. Well, now option. Georgia Tech doesn't like to go against the Citadel. They run the same <laughs> offense right at them. <laughs> Uh, before we leave, anything else to hit on? I know Father Lopez had a one-on-one week last week. They rebounded nicely Friday. They get frostproof, yep. which I think is probably uh, a decent test for them this week. Yeah, and it's all about that passing game. I mean, when Eddie Whipple goes off, I mean, the two games they've won, Eddie Whipple's gone for over 200 yards receiving. Yeah. And he also added a big game rushing last week. So that's that's the task is, you know, if you can slow down Whipple – you know, they haven't really shown that they've been able to truly beat you any other way offensively. Satellite was able to bottle them up. They held them for negative rushing yeah. yards. But uh, there's there's more, you know, with Father Lopez, of course, Ryan Waddell is a really strong player on both sides of the ball. Um, Aceable is a very competent quarterback as well. The other game worth monitoring will be DeLand and Deltona, the Battle of the Bone. Battle good, of the Bone. A good opportunity for DeLand to get back on its feet. Deltona's still looking for win number one. In a rivalry game, they know they're going to be up against it. But Denzel Chapman has given them a little bit of something in the passing game. Uh, threw a touchdown against Seabreeze as well as the week uh, earlier in the week against Winter Spring. So that's something else to keep an eye on for Friday. Another thing to keep an eye on is how much of a lead I'm going to stretch my picks into because it's just been a friggin' bloodbath. Yeah, it's not been great for me. Anyway, I'll be at the Spruce Creek New Smyrna game. You'll be at the Seminole Mainland game. Yep. Uh, Facebook group's been on a roll. Keep it up. Keep commenting there. Zach Dean DBNJ on Twitter. Chris Boyle DBNJ on Twitter. We will have you guys covered. Week number five. Some call it the halfway point, but because of hurricanes, I'm not going to call it that. We'll see you Friday. (laughs) 